Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. It's been about two years since I was able to talk to our good friend Claire Dunn. During this COVID crap, she hunkered down in Colorado on her family farm. She's taken time between ice storms and saving newborn calves' lives to record three EPs. She's the hardest working person in music that I know. She's near and dear to us. Here's Claire Dunn. Thinking and Drinking welcomes Calf Whisperer, Claire Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's always been a dream of mine to have that in my bio. Well, you are out on the, on the family cattle ranch farm out in Colorado, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm here uh, in my parents' basement. <laughs> I like where, it. Oh, thank you. My mom did a great job, actually. Yeah, she did. It looks cool. So it doesn't feel like a dungeon at all. I really love actually working down here. But um, yeah, I'm on the farm where I grew up. Man. And I have... Uh, where I'm sitting is my little studio area. I moved out here basically because it got to the point with COVID and everything. I was just here more. Yeah. Than I was in Nashville. And this has really been a godsend for me, like in this crazy year, like just getting, I, I don't know how people in the cities are doing it. Quite frankly, my heart goes out to everyone because yeah. I would go nuts. Like I'm just not geared for it. Yeah. And um, so anyway, yeah, I've been out here for most of, you know, this year and I was actually here when everything hit and the first shutdown happened, like the two week thing. Yeah. And that two weeks ended up being four months. And so I go back and forth some, but yeah, we just, it's just so much more um, peaceful out here for me. And then, you know, you know, I've been tinkering, tinkering around in a, in my house for, you know, years trying to make my own little (laughs) crappy demos and work tapes. And (laughs) now it's, sort of turned into this so um it's been really cool to make music on the farm and we just got done with a major storm so that was fun too how much snow did you guys get well we didn't really get that much snow we only got like four inches but the thing was we got like we never get ice and we uh that's rare for us so we got like three inches of ice like the high line power uh power lines like the big lines were literally seven feet off the ground. Like we could drive in a pickup underneath them, reach our hand up and we could have touched it. Like they were that heavy with ice. And so um, beyond the, the, the ice, it was these crazy temperatures and um, Oh, you're fine, Tom. And um, those were pretty unheard of for us. Like we got, you know, we'll get a negative 20 day once a winter, but we had like a, a several day period of our high was a negative five, our low was a negative 20 and we're on the Oklahoma border here. So it's not like we're, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, we're Oklahoma. And, um, sorry. Uh, that was pretty tough. Just, you know, we had babies dropping. That's when the majority of all of our calves that did hit the ground, that's the majority of the time they came. And, it was nonstop, 
all day, all night, saving calves, pulling them in. You know, we had a calf, for example, that was born in the daytime. And I think that particular day, the high was going to be negative five. And the calf was born somewhere around 11 a.m. And it wasn't on the ground 15 minutes and it was dying. And we were just trying to let it bond with the mother so that we didn't have to raise the calf and they could come back to each other. But the calf was just dying in front of our eyes. And me and my mom, were we happened to be the ones you know, there. And my dad was off doing something else critical, you know, that he had to be doing. So we drug it out of the pen and loaded it up in the back of my pickup. And my mom drove around to where my, you know, the help where we had help. And I was in the back doing little compressions and, you know, we saved the gap, but it it wasn't here 15 minutes and it was dying because it was so cold. Well, your Instagram is amazing. There's that picture. I love you. You're sitting in the back of your pickup with a calf in your lap with a bottle just going like, Hey, here's my new best friend. You know, and it's like, that's what you've been doing for weeks, man, is, is saving these babies. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really just been fun. Cause that's what we grew up doing. But yeah. a lot of people, especially in Nashville, they don't, they either don't know that about me or really don't have a context for it. So yeah. it's been nice to get to show it, you know? <laughs> Well, that's that's amazing. And of course, all this time you've been writing and recording and making videos and everything else. And you have a new EP called Real Thing. Yep. Which is awesome. Thank you. I love you. it. And how how have you been? First, I, the songs are Real Thing, No Reservations, Unread, No Wrong Way, and We Are. And who did you write those songs with and how have you been recording these songs? They sound fantastic. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so I wrote two of them with uh, Liz Rose. Uh, oh, cool. I guess I should just go through them. So No Reservations was me, uh, Liz Rose and Luke Dick. Um, what's the second song? Real Thing was me and a friend of mine, Jen Silvio. She's a wonderful producer and songwriter from LA. And, uh, no Wrong Way was um, me, Liz Rose, Ben West, and We Are was uh, me, Connie Harrington, and Mark Holman. So, did I forget a song? Did oh, you do Unread. Un- Unread. Unread was uh, me and uh, Josh Gabbard and Joseph Patton. Dang. So, All sorts of folks. Oh, yes. Yes, I got, I lucked out in the songwriter department. No so kidding. They, um... We're all kind enough to write those with me. So did you just Zoom write all those or were you coming? You weren't coming back to town, were you? Actually, um, those songs were kind of, were songs that I've referred to as have been in song jail. Oh, okay. They're, you know, with the exception, Unread, I wrote this year, but um, they were just songs I've had in my hip pocket and songs I always wanted to put out and I always believed in. But, you know, for complicated reasons, I never, I, I wasn't allowed to release them. And right. um, so I've gotten in a, a wonderful deal where now I can actually, you know, be an artist and release music. It's this like whole new thing for me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> wait, what now? You're actually putting out music? That's I know. crazy. I know. What a concept. What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I know. You ought to let the rest, you ought to let the rest of the town in on that. 
So, um, so yeah, those songs were just ones I've had, but they were all recorded here on the farm. And, uh, you know, for the past several years, I think, um, I've really been kind of going through what I call like pre COVID boot camp as far as recording, like, and I yeah. just didn't even know it. Um, when I wasn't <laughs> on the road, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would come home and just tinker in my house and I didn't go out. I'm not an artist. You're going to find it red door, nothing right. wrong with that. But like, yeah. I don't, when I'm in Nashville, I don't go out. And so, um, anyway, all that sort of training, I guess, or, you know, stumbling around in the dark for all these years. I'm still, am stumbling in the dark. I don't, maybe just not quite as bad, but, um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just sat down in this chair and I've got my little microphone above me and I've got my little pieces of gear that I absolutely have to have out here. And, Man. you know, I don't have gear, nothing like you, but you know, well. so. Well, I, I just get by. But you actually get stuff finished. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of gear and a lot of good intentions and no results. And you are the exact opposite. Yeah, well, you have good intentions. No good intentions. You have good intentions. <laughs> but you finish things. You have results. Terrible so are, intentions. Are you playing everything on these songs? Uh, yeah, I mean, except drums. Um, I had a. Uh, Chris McHugh has been somebody that I've worked with for several years and he's been so very kind and patient with me trying to figure this out. And I have learned so much from him. He and I have only ever actually probably tracked in a studio together twice. Most of what we've done has been remote because I was always on the road and then now COVID, you know, everything yeah. happened. If you want to use another musician, it's all remote. But I used, uh, so Chris played, if if I didn't program drums, he played them. And then um, uh, David Dorn, wonderful keyboard, uh, you know, piano player, B3, synth, the whole nine yards. Um, he played he played a lot of keys for me, like on no wrong way. That's all him, like B3 mm-hmm. keys. Um, what else did he play on? Maybe that was the only thing I had him play on on this project, but I've had him play on a bunch of stuff for me this year that I've put out. And um, I think then I played, after that, I played everything else, you know, guitars, bass, you know, a, a, a humdrum, you know, keyboard part here and there. <laughs> Just faked my way through it. <laughs> so. Humdrum. Something you might hear at the Elks Lodge. <laughs> well, that's very cool, man. That's, no, it really, it really sounds great. I was very intrigued on how you were recording it. If you had like a Pro Tools rig at your folks' house or if you were popping back and forth or just sending stems back to Nashville or what you were doing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I have my Pro Tools rig. I'm I work in Pro Tools or Logic. Um, I've got my, you know, pretty much everything I had in Nashville. I've moved the main arteries of it home, the main, Man. you know, stuff. And uh, so it it really hasn't changed my work. COVID has really not changed my workflow for how it's been for the past couple of years. Like this yeah. is just what I've been doing, and because you know, I really that's all I want to do is just make music. So yeah. I've been trying to figure out a way to do it for several years. <laughs> well, but you are, 
live and breathe in proof that once we come out of this thing, there's going to be a lot of music because mm-hmm. people have figured out how to do things like you in a, in your folks' basement in Colorado and you're making this great sound and music. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I, it's, it's just, well, and I can't, you know, John Fields, um, he mixed everything for us, for me, and he's just masterful. And I don't think this would sound nearly as great as it, you know, does had it not been for John. So um, I got to give props to him on that too. But yeah, I don't, I've put more music out this year in the previous years combined of my career that I've been yeah. active. You know, that's for many reasons, but yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, when you don't have a bus to get on and go do 150 dates, you have a lot of time to to do what you've been doing. Yes. And that's yeah. not great, but it's great. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, this has just really been a um, sort of a sink or swim moment too. It's, it has, you know, and in years past, I've, I've normally worked with co-producers and this, this year I, you know, there was really no option to, Yeah. or I just, I guess I could have, but I, I just didn't. And so that's been a whole other challenge too, for me personally, is just, you know, learning when to not be in my head so much and not be too self-critical versus, yeah. you know, you can make that better type thing. But that's the challenge of any art, I guess. And to know when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> that's that's one of my procrastination problems. I was having this talk with my co-writer yesterday about how writing by myself is horrible because I never know when I'm done. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of just looking at you and you going, all right, next, and we're on to the next song. It's like, I keep going like, what else rhymes with orange? Dang it. What else is there? But anyway. Well, you also, um, okay, I'm, you recorded Honestly, which was another EP. Mm-hmm. And then you went, which was a full band sound, you know, thing. I, I assume you did that out there as well. Pretty much. Uh, it was all finished out here. I had yeah. some of it um, sort of in the can okay. early last year before before everything hit. I had been working. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was all put together and, and finished out here. That's got killer songs on it. The, honestly, El Paso, Sweet Talk, Salt and Lime, Safe Haven, Get There Tonight. That's all very fun stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of that one too. Absolutely. So then you had that as a full band sounding record and then you went and you re-recorded it called Honestly Stripped, which is primarily just an acoustic EP that you produced again. So what was the thought behind that? Just make these songs just naked and just show how great of songs they are and you don't have to paint them up with all this production and everything? Um, I think so. I mean, it was just more too of, um, you know, I know that that's just how they all started out. You know, they all started out on a, yeah. on a acoustic or, or a piano. Um, and <clears throat> just wanting to show that side and, uh, just give them a little different funkiness maybe or something like that. But, um, you know, I don't do a whole lot of acoustic projects either. Um, I tend to be of like, 
the mindset of like, let's just kick yeah. him in the guts and go right. home, yeah. you know? <laughs> but so it was fun. It was fun just to, you know, show that side that you could just, you know, put this on in the background at a barbecue and, yeah. um, you know, not have to think too much about it. So I, I enjoy doing that. I, I just enjoy, um, I enjoy showing songs, different lives or, or different, you know, painting them in a different light, you know, that's fun to me. So, um, it was just a, a fun little project to tinker around on really. <laughs> well, it, no, that's so cool. Cause you always hear like at writer's nights, people would come up to you and go, man, I always, I always love hearing the writer sing that song, you know, just because that's how you envision that song. That's how, like you just said, that's how these songs started out was you and a guitar, you and a piano. And then everybody takes them to these sometimes stratospheric heights where they don't even sound like those songs anymore. So taking them back to where you guys started with these songs is, is so cool. Did any of the other co-writers have anything to do with these or were you just out there in the, in the Colorado corn getting her done? You mean as far as production? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was really, uh, El Paso. I wrote with, uh, Brett Beavers and like, I didn't even send him the track for like a year after we wrote it. <laughs> I was like, Hey Brett, do you remember this song? So I made a, I made a record out of it. Here you go. Right. You know? So, and he was like, Oh, cool CD, you know? So, <laughs> but he's a wonderful it. producer. I guess I yeah. should have looking back. I, I probably should have been like, Hey, you know, would you, would you, you know, work on this with me? But I just had such a, a tunnel vision and i was like oh my yeah. god that's so awesome. and i just didn't even think about it you that know? also might be too many cooks in the kitchen too because i mean at the end of the day it's your name on the record it's you singing the song and you're one of the writers so i mean if you can yeah. do it how you want it to sound that's freaking awesome yeah well it just it was just sort of the way it all happened um i don't know that there was ever any intention behind it like for example honestly i wrote with um Oh my word. I cannot believe I'm blanking. Um, oh, produces buddy guy. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with Tom my Hambridge? Brain? Tom Hambridge. Gosh, you're welcome. Please don't bleep this part out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you won't. You're just going to let me hang in the wind to dry. No, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, Tom is a Grammy winning producer. Uh, you know, Tom is, one of my idols as far as uh, a producer goes. And, and if anybody should have produced this record, it should have been him, not me. But I just had, um, I just got going and I was in my house and I was tinkering around and I just kept going with what I was hearing. And then I sent it to Tom and he's like, man, this sounds great. And I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, really? You know? Yeah. So, um, it wasn't even intentional. It was just, I have such a, a passion for this. And I think I had also been let loose out of the cage, so to speak. And I just was running for all I was worth. You know, I right. just was so excited to be able to make music and know that it was going to get put out instead of being another song that I made uh, a, a record for that we'll never see the light of day. So yeah. that was also exciting. And then, it was COVID like everyone was still like trying to figure out what the heck 
we know was going to happen, what direction things were going to go in. Could we be in a studio? Could we not? And so it just sort of worked, worked out. Well, I mean, to your benefit, I mean, you, instead of hoarding toilet paper and Hormel chili, you started making them records, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I hoarded a little bit of toilet paper. <laughs> Just but, enough. N- but no chili. <laughs> no chili. <laughs> well, one of the other cool things you did was get them together with Logan Mize. Yes. Did you write that with him? Did you, I mean, how? Oh. how no? Uh-uh. Um, let's see. Who all wrote that? I think Dallas Davidson. Um, oh, there's like four writers on it. I can't remember who. Uh, Mark Holman. Uh, Justin Weaver, I think. Um, in, anyway, the, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. I uh, Dan Agee produced the whole thing, um, which he's amazing. I'm such a fan of him as well. And I how how that whole thing came about is I was sitting in Carla Wallace's office who I now work with and Big I love her dog. <clears throat> yep. And um she and I were just visiting one day and we were thinking about working together, you know, and doing a deal and all that and um she played this song for me and I just remember being like oh, this is so cool. And like, yeah. why didn't I think of that? I'm from a farm. Why didn't I think of this? You know, like the whole time I was like, dang you Dallas, you know, but cheers. And um, yes. I just called Logan after I got out of Carla's office and I just was like, man, I heard your song, get them together. You sound so great on it. I love that song. That's so cool. And he was like, and we were just catching up, you know, cause he's from Kansas and I'm from Colorado and we've yeah. always sort of, um, cheered each other on, you know, cause we're from the Western States like you, you know, Mr. Yeah. Nebraska man. Absolutely. And, um, what? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I thought you said allegedly. And I was like, <laughs> no. Oh, that's probably fitting too. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm from parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so he just said, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking it should be a duet. And I was like, really? And I was surprised by That's that. Cool. But um, but he had a vision for it. And he was like, you know, would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Like, you know, so I went over to Dan's place and sang the vocal. And I mean, that was that was the easiest day's work I've done in a long time. I loved it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Can, can we do this again here. tomorrow, please? <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to ask you about the video. Oh, yeah. With 18 wheelers. Was that out at your place? That was actually, um, so Logan and his wife live near where she grew up and, and near to where he grew up in Kansas, north of Wichita. And they have a place over there and uh, – it was just easier for me to go over there because his videographer was there and um, they sort of have been cranking out these cool videos for, I guess at least a year now. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he, he knew a friend who had a trucking company. They let us borrow two of their brand new Peterbilt's and um, the trucks are sharp, man, man. I'll say, I was like, can I have the orange one? (laughs) And, um, so we just hopped in and, you know, we, no one really understands, or at least I guess in terms of Nashville, you know, we both come from farm backgrounds and we both drove semis as kids on farms and 
for me, it was how I got through college. Um, I would drive a semi and, and he drove a semi in Nashville. And, um, so anyway, yeah, it was super fun. We just hopped in. I was like, Oh God, please don't let me like scratch or breathe on this truck wrong, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I was going to ask you, I did not know that Logan drove semis, but I knew you did. I was going to ask you if if you had to teach him how to shift or not. No, no, he, um, he is well acquainted and, you know, does the nice, you know, put her in second when you're rolling up to the stop sign Uh and just go, you know? (laughs) So he's, he doesn't need a lesson. I probably need to take a lesson from him. fun is that it was so much fun because i've you know i've never gotten to work with another artist who um comes from that same type of background you know yeah yeah and he's just so down to earth and you know it's just it was just fun it was pure fun you know tyler shirelli played in the florida georgia line for a long time he's from he's from kansas and he used to be in logan mize's band i didn't know that yeah Oh, you learn something every day. I love him. No wonder I love him. See, see. So is is your record company or your agent or anybody giving you any info on when you guys might be getting back out there? I mean, do you have to put a whole new band together because they're now making picnic tables or what, what is, (laughs) what are you hearing? I am hearing so many different things. Um, <clears throat> there's some clubs that are uh, wanting me to come do shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do those if those work out. Um, I'll be honest. I know that just for me personally, as a fan of music, I personally am not really interested in going to a socially distanced show. I just, yeah. Not that there's, you know, if you want to do that, I think that's amazing. And maybe I'll play some of those, but it's just not my first instinct. I want to go and I want the, I want the whole enchilada, you know, I want to go see my, my heroes or whoever I want to go see. And I want to have that whole experience. You know, I think I, for me personally, that would might be a tough, a tough thing to do. But, um, so I don't know when, you know. I I don't, I'm not against playing a socially distant show by any means. It's just, I'm kind of like, do fans really want to go to that? Do they want yeah. to waste their time with that? Or do they, or, you know, what, what do we all want to do here? Because I just want to do what the fans want to do. Yeah. And um, so I'm hearing lots of different reports. I'm hearing maybe fall. I've heard some people say 2022, which I yeah. think is really scary because, like I've seen drummers that I'm friends with who play for, you know, huge artists that are now having when they have made window cleaning companies, you know, and it's, it's devastating. Yeah. I don't, how many more of those stories is there going to be with another year of musicians and crews and bus drivers and, you know, uh, that aren't, going to have a job for another year like how how is all that you know i'm totally not in favor of that for sure so yeah that's the same yeah and like like you say the the socially distance and then you think about like the drive-in shows those are the weirdest of all but i guess people like them but yeah i've got friends like you that i mean you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody that used to have a gig doing this or that and now i mean literally my neighbor is building 
great, fantastic, beautiful planters and tables and everything. And I got a really good friend who's a front of house guy who's now owns a deck building business because there's just, there's nothing to do. There's literally nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. If I was, you know, um, I don't know. I guess if I was making rules, <laughs> I'd be making a few different rules, but that's, yeah. you know, we're just all, anyway. It's, it's I know terrible. all this, all this kind of stuff is like, was it handled correctly or not? And I go, I don't know, man. Ask me again in five years. Cause I don't, yeah. cause we've never seen anything like this before. So to, to say yes or no on, on what happened, oh, crap, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, do you want to give us your uh, your social info so the folks can find all things Claire Dunn? Yes, I would love to. Um, I am virtually in all corners of the internet <laughs> <clears throat> at Claire Dunn Music, um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, um, C-L-A-R-E-D-U-N-N Music, one word. And yeah, find me, follow me stream my music, um, you know, and hopefully when things open back up, come to a show. Yes. They can also watch you hold a calf or put up a fence, <laughs> swing a hammer, drive a semi. Holy cow, yeah. you can do it all. <laughs> they can see all parts. Yeah. Yes. So what are you doing today? Uh, today is kind of a, a normal day. Um, I'm writing a song after this, and then I'm doing a um, – a performance for Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. That. So it's going to be kind of just a quote-unquote normal Zoom day yeah. for music. And then uh, Monday, we're supposed to have another storm. So hopefully, oh, fingers crossed, it won't be anywhere like this last one. But yeah. that's kind of what I'm doing. And then, you know, checking on Kev's here and there. Yesterday, it was 70 degrees. So you go oh, from negative 24 to 70 degrees in a week's time that's also hard on cattle too so we're just kind of watching all these new babies we just have and now you have a bunch of soggy wet ground that's gonna freeze okay cool yeah Yeah. we've pretty well dried out the ground so far but yeah the first two days after this deal i mean you had to have water hauled by a certain time of day or you weren't getting back in the field you know man yeah (laughs) The joys of farming and raising. Yes. You going to stay out there when this is done? I don't know. I I think that, I I think in some ways this will, I want to say this carefully, but in some way I think this will never be done as in some ways in the music industry. Like I think forever, there's so much about music that is forever changed. Like I don't, I think that Zoom writing will always be an option now. And um, for someone like me who really enjoys living in the Western states, um, I think I am going to be spending more time out here because this is where all my music is inspired by anyway. So, you know, I love Nashville and I love Tennessee. And um, but for me, just I just enjoy living out here. Just different for me. So I may spend more time out here and really get a get serious about getting a place out here. I don't know. I think it's all changed. Yeah, it's it's funny talking to writers that go, man, I just can't get used to that Zoom thing. And then back of my head, I'm going like, you better get used to it. 
I wish we would have invested in Zoom about two years ago. Holy yeah, cow. Geez. I know. We missed the vote on that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I still owe you and you still owe me a game of dominoes. So one of yes. these. Days, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing dominoes over Zoom. That's one line. I, I know, go. man. We we tried to do it with my folks. It's like, ah, it doesn't work. That ain't any good at all. So. <laughs> I got to have the real in-person thing. Yeah. Because you can't throw a domino at a screen. <laughs> no, you can't, or else you pay your own repair bill. Exactly. You know, you don't feel someone else's bruise on their no. pocket. <laughs> There's a song right there. You can't feel someone else's bruise. <laughs> that may be, ah, never, I'm just, I'm going to shut up now. Well, thank you. It's good to see you. I love you. I miss you. I'm glad you're doing so good. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Bart. I appreciate it. I miss you guys too, and tell Amy hi, and I will. miss y'all. And I hope, I hope we get to. I'm actually going to be back and forth more this year. So good. I'll, um, let's get together whenever I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. All right, love you, Bart. Thank love you, you too. Okay, bye bye. <laughs>